Want more of the Josh Scanlon podcast? Please. Please. Here you go. The Josh Scanlon podcast starts right now. Welcome to the Josh Scanlon podcast. This episode first appeared as a video on my YouTube channel at youtube.com backslash heritage wealth planning. I hope you find it informative. Thanks. To another edition of the Heritage Wealth Planning YouTube channel. Got some exciting stuff today that I'm going to share with you. And I'm going to show you exactly part and parcel how widows pay more taxes on less income than when they're they're than the marriage filing jointly and how you can change your use of the social security relative to your personal income that you receive from required minimum distributions and other source of income to, to really change the taxes that you're going to pay once you hit retirement. So remember, we're going to go over this because widows pay more in taxes. We've talked about it a million times a Sunday. And we're also going to show you that when you have less social security and more distributions from accounts, you're going to pay more in tax too. It's going to be significant. I'm going to show you that right now so keep watching because this if you're looking at retirement anytime soon and you're not thinking this through you're wrong you've got to be planning for the taxes that you're going to pay now but not just now but as you go into retirement and then certainly as you leave behind a surviving spouse because the last thing we want you to do is have your surviving spouse be faced with a bigger and increasing increasing tax burden which means she's going to, as you she, because most surviving spouses are women, going to have to take more and more and more distributions from IRAs to meet the tax burden that she has, which causes more distributions. It's just a vicious cycle. We don't want that to happen. I've seen it. I've seen it with my own very eyes, and it's not good. We want to make sure you're taking advantage of the tax code as much as you can today so that in the future for both you and your husband and or wife, minimize your taxes in retirement, but also for your surviving spouse as well. So let's talk about this. Um, so I read the Kiplingers. Again, I've talked about Kiplingers a million times a Sunday, and they're wonderful stuff. Uh, they actually had an article today I was looking at that I found very inter uh, interesting that linked to the Tax Foundation. And you know how much I love the Tax Foundation. But the Tax Foundation has this 2018 tax reform calculator that is just phenomenal. And you can see the, uh, the link here. And I'll put the URL, the link in my show notes down here. Now, this is more about the uh, what the TCGA. TCGA is a Trump tax bill that just signed in December of 2017. Tax Cuts and Job Act, TCGA for short. Uh, and what this calculator will do will show us the difference in terms of what you would have paid in tax before the TCGA. And now that it's passed, what you'll pay in tax today. And, and that's fine. And there's benefits there. Don't get me wrong. The purpose of what I want to share with you isn't so much to advocate for the TCGA, which I'm a huge fan of was actually showed the difference in tax income strategies that you can use right now to reduce the tax that you're going to pay in the future. And certainly when, it's, uh, when your surviving spouse survives you, when, when you just die before she or he or she does. So it gives you all these different scenarios. You can just click on one. You know, you got uh, Kava and Mick or Nick married two kids and making 85000 You By all means, do that. But I don't want to do that. I want to create a custom scenario here. And again, it's just a wonderful tool uh, that you can use, you know, to kind of calculate your own thoughts. So let's go over. We're going to use married filing jointly. So the scenario is we have a husband and wife, married filing jointly, taking Social Security. All right. 
Now, what we're going to do is we're going to say they have $50,000 of RMDs, required minimum distributions, other income, which include interest, ordinary uh, capital gains, interest, uh, qualified dividends, regular dividends, uh, include um, if they're working part-time and you name it, you're going to have $50,000 of personal income. And then they got $25,000 in social security. All right. So that's what we're married filing jointly. $50,000 of all sorts of income plus $25,000 of social security. They don't have any dependents. They're empty nesters. They don't have any itemized deductions because even if you like say tithe, if you don't have a significant mortgage with mortgage interest, it's going to be hard for you to, to itemize your deductions under the new tax bill. And simply reason for that is let's, let's just say these guys tithe. Well, they got $75,000 of income. So that's $7,500 of, uh, of charitable giving to make. That's not even anywhere near the 26,600 of standard deduction they're going to get. All right. So they got $3,000 in real estate taxes. Well, 3000 bucks may be on the low end for some. It might be right in the middle for others. I have a feeling it's probably close to the middle. If you live in Texas or New Jersey or a place like that, your real estate is probably going to be higher than $3,000. But you're still, is it going to be up $10,000, $15,000? I mean, you have to have a lot of real estate expense, a lot of charitable deductions, and a lot of mortgage interest in which you're going to be going above the $26,000 of standard deductions. I just don't see it. If you do, um, well, I'd probably want you to, to really think about paying down your mortgage for sure, because we do not want you to carry a mortgage in retirement. No, no. So just think about that. You have limited itemized deductions because ideally you have no mortgage. The only thing you're really going to deduct would be your charitable giving, your real estate taxes, and maybe a little bit of state income taxes. It's just not going to be enough. So the vast majority of people, the vast majority of people are going to take the standard deduction. So married filing jointly. Now, if they're over the age of 65 and they say it right here, when adding social security benefits received, this calculator automatically assumes that taxpayer qualifies for the additional standard deduction. So my wife and me under the age of 65, we have $24,000 of standard deduction, 12,000 per. My wife and me over the age of 65, we're gonna have $26,600 of standard deduction because once you hit the age of uh, 65 or above, the new tax law gives you an extra $1,300 of standard deductions. So when you calculate all that, you simply say, if I'm married, $24,000 standard deduction plus the, well, the senior citizen deduction, I suppose, $2,600. So my standard deductions are $26,600. All right, so what, they don't have any long-term capital gains. I mean, we could put that, but I'm just saying they have income from required minimum distributions, maybe a pension maybe uh, working part-time, whatever. Now, if we did have long-term capital gains and qualified dividends, we'd put it there. We're just going to say again, say they have $50,000 of income, could be pension, could be qual could be uh, ordinary income that they get from CDs and whatnot, interest income that they get from you know the bank, from their bonds, what have you. But at this stage, we don't care. We're just going to say $25,000 Social Security, $50,000 of other income. They're taking a standard deduction like we talked about. All right. So let's see what we get. So under the TCGA, they're going to pay about $5,000 in income taxes, which is a pretty significant drop from what it was before. And that's just because the standard deductions have gone up quite a bit. So they're going to pay $5,000 of income tax. Now, we're going to take a closer look. $75,000 is their income, $25,000 Social Security, $50,000 other. Their taxable income is $44,650. Now, you might be saying, let's take that $75,000 and subtract by our standard deductions. 
And whoa, that's forty eight thousand four hundred. Why is our standard? Why is our taxable income basically four thousand dollars, forty two hundred dollars less than what this chart is showing? Uh, the tax foundation is messed up. No, you're wrong. Let me show you. Because what they're doing is they're using the provisional income tax that I've talked about on many occasions here on the Heritage Wealth Planning YouTube channel. So let's just go back to my little calculator. Now, Tax Foundation didn't use this. It's just one I created. We got $25,000 Social Security. We got $50,000 of other income. The provisional income is $62,500. All right. Now, all we do with provisional income, we don't pay anything on the first $32,000. We pay $6,000 will be added to our taxable uh, taxes on anything above 32 and anything below 44, anything above 44, you're going to pay, you're going to add 85%. 80, so basically what's going on here is we're going to have our provisional income, which is the amount of our social security benefit that's subject to taxation is either going to be um, this number or 85% of this number right here. Now, this number is just a slight bit more than 85% of that number. And so what it's going to be is you say 25,000 times 0.85 equals 21,250 plus all their other income, which is $50,000. So 71,250 should be their total taxable income. Uh, the total, uh, let's move myself out of the way, income. We remove our standard deductions, 26,600, and we get that right there, 44,650. So just let me just make that understandable. $75,000 is their total income, their taxable income. You don't just simply say $75,000 minus your standard deduction. No, no, no. You got to look at provisional income relative to Social Security. How much of your Social Security is subject to taxation? And you got to take this kind of side route. Once you do this side route, you come back, and this is the number that we get: forty-four thousand six fifty. If you, if, it's confusing. Absolutely, it's confusing. Probably by design by the Congress. But you know, I do have other videos on that right there when it comes to Social Security. So at the end of the day, our taxes forty-four thousand dollars is our is our taxable income, and basically what the tax foundation says we're going to owe forty-nine hundred and seventy-seven dollars on that. So basically $5,000 divided by or divided into $75,000, which means we're going to have a effective tax bracket of six and a half percent, 6.667 to be perfectly honest. So we're, our effective tax rate is 6.667. So I'm going to write that down because there's a method to my madness here. Let's switch these two things out. Let's say our social security benefits are $50,000. And our other income from RMDs, pensions, whatnot, is twenty-five thousand. Everything else, my friends, is the same. Everything else is the same. We're still going to standardize deduction. We're still married, filing jointly. Watch this. Watch. We just saved four thousand dollars of taxes. We saved four thousand dollars of taxes by having the different income sources being social security versus our required distributions, our other sources of income. Nothing else changed. Just from where the income has come is what's changed. That's it. If we have our income coming from social security, it's gonna be significantly, significantly more tax favorable. So now instead of paying 6.67, we're paying $950 on $75,000 of gross income. Our tax rate is 1.2%, effective tax rate is 
That's a huge savings, my friends. And it's not just going to be this year. It's going to be the following years, the following years, the following years forever. It's amazing. It's amazing. Do not get caught up in taking Social Security at 62. Don't, please, for the love of Mary, don't do that. That $4,000 difference there in taxes is going to keep growing and growing and growing. And that's what's due every single year. So now let's go back and we're just going to go back to, we're going to say personal income, $50,000, Social Security, $25,000. So just watch again because we took Social Security at 62 because we thought it was going to run out of money. We, we want to make sure we got ours before it ran out of money. And so we took it early and now we're paying the pad pipe for that from a tax perspective. Now, the Social Security $25,000, let's just say, I don't know, Mr. Smith made $15,000, Mrs. Smith made $10,000. So now Mr. Smith is going to die. So Mrs. Smith is going to take her, her, his Social Security and sacrifice her own. So she's going to get $15,000. That's all that's changed. She's still going to have the same uh, personal income, be it required minimum distributions. Maybe she's not working, but just for this time being, let's just say these are all required distributions. And I can hear you now like, oh, that's a big IRA. I get that. At this stage, it doesn't matter. Where the income comes from, it doesn't matter unless it's long-term capital gains or qualified dividends. But just hear me out. You can say it's from the bank CD. You can say it's from required distributions. You can say Mrs. Smith is working part-time. Don't care. At the end of the day, she has $50,000 of personal income, and $15,000 of Social Security benefits. So her income has dropped by uh, $10,000. <sighs> now she's a single taxpayer. That's it. Everything else is the same. Everything else is the same. What happens to her taxes? Went from $5,000 to dollars to $6,752, which is a significant drop from what it was before at $8,278. So $5,062. 752 minus $5,000 is $1,700 more taxes on 5,000, which is an increase of 35%. She reduced her salary, her income by $10,000 on 75,000. So 10 divided by 75. She reduced her income by 13,000 and her taxes went up by 35%. But she reduced her income by 13% and her taxes went up by 35%. Income went down, taxes went way up. Now you might say, oh yeah, but Josh, she's not gonna have 50,000 of personal income. She'll have, we'll say 35,000, all right? So now she has 15,000 of social security, 35,000 of personal income. So now instead of having $75,000 between she and her wife, uh, she and her husband, she only has $50,000 of total income. Watch what happens. Tax is still 3784, now it's lower than what it was before. Let me make sure I'm still you know, single. It's lower than it was before, but it's only $1,000 lower. And yet she has $25,000 less of income. Uh, not good. So now watch what happens. Let's make that $15,000. We'll say her RMDs are $15,000 and her Social Security benefits are, are uh, $35,000. Watch what happens. Look at that. You see how Social Security plays such a huge role in income taxation, my friends. And don't forget when it comes to Medicare Part B and D as well, the same thing's applicable here. The more Social Security, the less everything else is affected. So let's just go back into my little, uh, and we're gonna say she's single. 
and we're going to say her social security, there you go, 35,000 bucks or all their other income is, what do we say? Uh, what do we say? We said her social security benefit is 35,000. All other income was how much? It was 15,000. So 15, she's single going over here. So basically what's going on here is, okay. Her, <laughs> her provisional income is only $3,700 which means only $3,700 gets added to the $15,000 of taxable income that she has. That's it. So she makes $35,000 of social security income, but only $3,700 of that is taxable because the bulk of her income has come from social security. Now watch what happens when we change this to say, what do we say? Uh, 35, uh, $15,000 of social security and 35,000, oops, change that $35,000 of other income. <laughs> He's doing that drive me crazy. Look at that. Now 11,725 or 50, 85% of this amount right here. So yeah, so that's, which is 12,750. So because that's less than 85% of this amount right here, we use this number here, but either way, the same amount of income, 11000 almost $12,000 is added to her taxable burden because of Social Security, the provisional income rules. Everything's the same except where the income comes from. She, I cannot stress this enough. Look, she's an income tax in this scenario of less than $500, where if you just change the thresholds around, she has an income tax of, again, uh, that'd be 800 times that, right? Or eight times that. Yeah, it'd be 400 uh, yeah, bet oh, nine times that, eight to nine times. Ah. So the moral of the story is we want your income to come from Social Security with less to come from personal income. Now, watch this. Say she had no personal income. Personal income doesn't mean Roth IRAs. Roth IRAs, my friends, are not included in personal income. What a wonderful thing. So I haven't even seen what it looks like yet. Let's go down. No taxes, none, none, my friends. She got no taxes whatsoever. So she has 15,000 of personal income from Roth IRAs and she's got 35,000 social security benefits. She's a single, make sure, yep, still showing a single. And let me show you why. Total household income, $35,000 because the Roth IRA is hidden, it's secret, it's quiet. There's no, no one knows about the Roth IRA. Taxable income, nothing, nothing. I rest my case, my friends. I rest my case. Why is that? Because you got the standard deduction of 12,200, which are reduced plus on top of that provisional income, the bulk of our income's coming from social security. I'll just show you. So if we go down here and we say, you have uh, uh, all other income being zero. She has nothing from provisional income, nothing. Look at that, zero, zero dollars. Because how you figure out provisional incomes, you take half the Social Security benefit, which is $7,500, add all other sources of income. In this case, she has none because it's all from a Roth IRA, which means her provisional income is $7,500. As long as your provisional income is below $25,000 as a single taxpayer, if you had no tax due whatsoever on Social Security, so you have no tax due on Social Security, you go back to the tax tables, which is what they show here and I could show you here, which means you have no tax income, none whatsoever. Lesson to be learned.
figure out how you're going to avoid taking Social Security at all costs as early as possible. Take it as late as possible. Please take it as late as possible. Between the ages of 62 and 70 is the retirement, the tax planning golden years, my friends. Please, please, please start planning on moving money from Roth IRAs or traditional IRAs to your Roth. Avoid paying, paying a, avoid taking Social Security early. Those are two biggest things. Move money from traditional IRAs to your Roth IRAs. Yes, yeah, to be taxable for sure, but it's to be taxable to you and your, and your spouse, which you each have uh, 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 13,300 of standard deductions. So use those standard deductions for all it's worth. Now, the TCGA is going away in 10 years. Again, it's one of these other uh, stupid sunset laws. Who knows what Congress will be there? Who knows what president's going to be there? Who knows? We, I know for a fact, Social Security is not growing in strength and neither is Medicare or Medicaid. And certainly the government budget isn't in terms of deficits adding on to the debt. So the likelihood of it being taxed less favorably is probably quite high. So just keep that into consideration. You need to start acting now to take advantage of the standard deductions that are out there. All right. So let me wind this up. I appreciate you listening on this. The Tax Foundation is a wonderful place. Kiplinger is another wonderful place. Uh, neither actually go into the detail I like in terms of why Social Security income is so much more beneficial uh, than any other sources of income. It's just, they just don't. Um, and they should. So use a tax foundation. Mess around with it. Of course, just call me if you like. We can talk about this on Blue in the Face. I love it. And uh, take advantage of your standard deductions while you have them. You're not going to itemize, my friends. You're just not going to. Some will. The vast majority of you will not. So take advantage of the standard deductions. Thumbs up in the video. If this is helpful to you, please, by all means, give me a thumbs up. Don't forget to subscribe. Hit the notification button, that little bell down there to say, hey, I want to be notified when old Josh puts new uh, content out there. Tell your friends, share the video, anything to get the word out. It'll be greatly, greatly appreciated. I certainly appreciate it. I look forward to seeing you next time on the Heritage Wealth Planning YouTube channel. Thanks, guys.